Good afternoon. Welcome to the Eco News Report. I'm your host this week, Jennifer Kalt, Director of Humboldt Baykeeper. The Eco News is brought to you by the North Coast Environmental Center, publisher of our regional environmental newspaper, Eco News. Today, my guest is Sue Leskew, who is the media coordinator for the 23rd annual Godwit Day Spring Migration Bird Festival, which is this weekend. Actually, Friday to Sunday are the main events, but it's been going on all this week. So we're here to talk about that. And thanks so much for being on the Eco News Report today. Well, thanks for letting me come on and tell people how they can get involved with Godwit Days. Great. Well, before we talk about Godwit Days, I want to give a couple of updates on some Baykeeper projects. And the main one is the subject of last month's show that I did with Ross Taylor. And that's on our study of mercury levels in fish in Humboldt Bay. If you haven't heard, we have been studying mercury levels in fish people catch to eat out of Humboldt Bay for the last couple of years. And we're just wrapping up this study, which is funded by the California Environmental Protection Agency. And we just released our mercury guidelines. They're called Eating Fish Safely in Humboldt Bay. So basically, there's good news and bad news. There's a lot of fish that are caught locally here that are very low in mercury, and that includes Chinook salmon and shellfish like oysters and mussels. And you can eat those as much as 12 times a month, so very low in mercury. And then there's quite a few other species that are also fairly low. Dungeness crab and albacore, the locally caught albacore, are fairly young fish, and so they're pretty low in mercury. And then there are some that are very high in mercury to avoid, and those are mostly the sharks. But also lingcod over 10 pounds are considered unsafe for women of childbearing age and children. Anyway, we have two sets of guidelines depending on your age and gender. And you can find those guidelines by going online to our website and you can download a handy one-page guide there that'll help you think about, you know, eating more fish if you don't eat enough fish because it's really good for you. High in omega-3s high in protein, low in fat, and we have so much good local fish. The lingcod season is just about to start, I believe. So just, you know, short version, eat smaller, shorter live fish. That's the bottom line. So if you're going to a store or a restaurant, try and pick out younger, smaller fish, and they're really good for you to eat. Okay, so as you can tell, I'm very excited about that mercury study. It's been really fun catching fish with the volunteer fishermen and working with Ross Taylor on this. It's been really, really a good project. Another thing that we're doing that's coming up on Earth Day, Sunday, April 22nd, Baykeeper is having a paddle and cleanup on Indian Island, also known as Tuluat, which is the biggest island in the bay. And we do this twice a year, Earth Day and Coastal Cleanup Day in September. The Earth Day trip is full, but you can also get on the waiting list in case people don't show up, which sometimes happens if it's foggy and drizzly. Some of the people who've never kayaked before in particular can get scared off by that, although we know it's perfect kayaking weather. It's sunny for the whole week coming up. It's great. Because <laughs> <laughs> usually for Godwit Days, we get on the weekend one rainy day and one not rainy day. So I've been watching the 
10-day uh-huh. forecast. Okay, well, you remind me of an old roommate of mine who would always say, Sunny, what is it with you people in Humboldt County? It's not sunny. And I told her, well, you can see your shadow. That means it's sunny, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so you can go to our website or give us a call, send us an email if you are interested in getting on the waiting list because we're actually changing our boat tour program this year. We have, since 2005, we've been offering free boat tours to the general public and members. And we're not doing that anymore, except for these paddle and cleanup days on Earth Day and Coastal Cleanup Day, because we're focusing our boat tour program on teenagers and English as a second language students and their families and other people who don't have as many opportunities to get out on the bay. And so we supply all the kayaks and certified guides from the Humboldt Bay Aquatic Center for free using grant money. And so if you missed out on the free Bay Keeper tours, you can still do it if you want to paddle out to Indian Island and help us pick up trash. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about is the Mercer Fraser project that's proposed on the Mad River next to the drinking water supply for the Humboldt Bay Municipal Water District because it's been in the news recently. We haven't heard much about this for at least a month now. But on Saturday in the Times Standard, it was reported that although Mercer Fraser has been rumored to be considering dropping the project because of all the objections to putting such a thing, that it's a cannabis extraction facility next to our drinking water supply for 88,000 people, it's been extremely controversial and I would say has gone way beyond just the environmental concerns because this is the public health and safety concern. But, you know, it's also proposing industrial development in the 100-year floodplain of the Mad River. It's also designated critical habitat for coho salmon and other protected fish species. So there's many reasons that this project is a really bad idea. And the Water District has appealed the Planning Commission's conditional approval of the project It's conditional because it's not consistent with the zoning. So the zoning has to be changed by the Board of Supervisors before the project can be approved. So this has been a hot topic lately, and it just recently came out in the Times Standard, if you haven't seen the article, that Mercer Fraser does not appear to be dropping the project. And maybe soon we'll get some more information about that. Lots of rumors, unfortunately, Even though it's an issue of great public interest and concern, lots of things have been going on behind the scenes that the public is not privy to. So that's unfortunate. Okay, Sue, why don't we start talking about Godwit Days now? So this is the 23rd annual Godwit Days Spring Migration Bird Festival, which is pretty amazing. 23 years. Have you been involved since the beginning? 20 years. 20 years. Oh, only 20 years. But my husband's been a leader, I think, every year but one. Wow, that's amazing. Your husband, Tom? Yes. Why don't we just start off by talking about what is the Godwit Days Festival and where it happens? And, you know, just for in case people have never heard of it, there's always a lot of newcomers to the area who might be really interested and don't know anything. So let's start out with the basics. Okay, well, it has two purposes. One is ecotourism. So we 
while we do promote it locally quite heavily, we try to get people coming from other areas of California or other states and sometimes even other countries to come in and spend some dollars in Arcata and surrounding areas. And the other is just the environmental education. So for that, we do, this is the 15th year we've been running a student bird art contest. And that is sponsored by Friends of Arcata Marsh and Redwood Region Audubon. And so we invite kids from schools throughout Humboldt County to send us a drawing of a bird. And this year we have about 785 entries. Wow. So, so every great. single every single kid gets their artwork put up in the Arcata Community Center. So it's worthwhile for people in the community, even if they're not a birder, they want to see the art or they support things with children, they could come and just see these hallways filled with, with bird drawings. And it's amazing. It, it you know, it always blows my mind what amazing artists so many young children are. I mean, you think someone in third grade drew that? That's amazing. There's a poetry contest too? It's a nature writing contest. So that's in its thirteenth year and there were eighty entries this year. So we give out some cash prizes and some honorable mentions and the kids get to come up on stage Saturday morning and accept their awards, so and we've heard from a lot of the teachers, too, that they are not just drawing the bird, you know, in outer space, per se. They are teaching about where the bird lives, its habits, what it eats, all that sort of thing. So it's not just an art project. It's an environmental project with all the habitat rolled That's in. That's great. That's great. The whole event, really, the whole Godwit Days is for anyone from beginner who doesn't really know much about birds to the experts who want to check birds off their life list, right? So there's field trips, there's all kinds of tours and workshops. Some of them are free, some you have to register for in advance. All the ones that are, even if they're free, you have to register in advance. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> all the workshops and field trips you need to register for in advance, but there are some activities that you can just show up for, some right? Some drop-in like activities, yes. Yeah, okay. The, the nature crafts and that sort of thing. Yes, because they go throughout Humboldt County. We are so blessed in this area that we have so many people that know so much about birds, and they're willing to take people out on trips and share it with them. There are some trips that are specifically labeled as for beginners, so you can decide, well, do I want to go as far as Willow Creek? Do I want to go, I've never seen a marbled murelette. Do I want to get up real early in the morning and go up into the <laughs> redwoods and see them or hear them? Some go up as Crescent City. There are just so many different habitats, you know, with the with the bay, with the marsh, with the woods, with the going down to Bear River Ridge, get some grasslands in there. A lot of the write-ups, if you go to www.godwitdays, so it's G-O-D-W-I-T days.org, it will tell you what birds you would expect to see on certain trips and, oh, wow. and also give you information like there aren't any bathrooms <laughs> on this <laughs> section of the thing. So it gives you a lot of information just if you go to the website about each trip. And they are all pretty small trips. Most of them would be a maximum of like 15 people. Yeah, so there's also boat trips. There's a kayaking trip on Humboldt Bay. There's what you call a big day. Why don't, why don't you explain for people who aren't birders what a big day is? Well, that is where you try to see as many birds as you can within a time frame. So they start, I don't know, probably at 7 and go for most of the day. They just try to hit the hot spots, what they call these birding hot spots. 
So they always get over 100, maybe about 130. Species of birds yeah, species in one of trip. species of birds in one day. So those are probably really popular for people from out of the area, right? Because birders, I know they're really into checking off birds that they've never seen before. So they keep a life list of every species. And they've, they even go on these big trips to, Right. Well, you know, some people keep life lists. Some people keep state lists. Some people keep county lists. Uh-huh. And now it's even come down, well, yard lists. I mean, there's all different kinds of lists. You can keep up birds. <laughs> yeah, there's still a lot of space on that big day this year, so sign up for that. And it was interesting when you were talking earlier about English as a second language. We have scheduled a trip this year. It's a free trip that will be in Spanish. So far, I checked this morning, nobody had signed up for it. So we, I'm, I'm really trying to promote that trip because we want to involve that community. Yeah, so I see that trip is Saturday from 10 to noon. Right, and, so it's um, only two hours. Two-hour trip with Jose Luis Sandoval of Latino Outdoors. Mm-hmm. That's a new trip, Spanish-language birding trip. That's really awesome. Some of the other things that I see on here that stand out to me, there's an owl pellet dissection workshop for kids. Yes, and there's still, I think, one or two spots left in that. Uh Oh, God, the kids have so much fun with that. (laughs) But owl pellets are are, are barf, you know, they're puke. They're not not poop. So, (laughs) you know, you get these pellets and they're wrapped up in foil and you open them up and then you tweeze apart and you find little mouse bones and all kinds of things that they've eaten. So it's, it's a lot of fun. And Karen Rice, a professor at CR is, is in charge of that this year. So the owls, they eat the animals whole, and then they throw up the parts they can't digest, right, right. like some, some of its fur, fur and all the bones mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. When I was in college, I had a friend who had a whole table with a microscope and all her owl pellets set up in her living room. And so you'd go over to her house and she'd be there sitting there picking apart owl pellets. It was very funny. Such a Humboldt State thing or College of the Redwoods thing to do. Owl pellet laboratory in your living room. Mm -hmm. So I see that there's also tours that are not just about birds. There's one on dragonflies. Right. There's a workshop on dragonflies. Michael Kaufman, who's written some books on conifers, is doing conifer tours. I know one of them is filled, but I think the one on Sunday may still be open. It's always best just check on the website because that will tell you what there's space left in. And then on-site registration will open at 3 on Friday at the Arcata Community Center. And I always encourage people to come to the opening reception. I've been to other birding festivals, and there you had to be registered to come to the festival to go to the opening reception. This is for the whole community. So it starts at 5 on Friday and lasts till 6.30. And then right after that, we'll give out Humboldt County Bird of the Year Award for the best bird found in Humboldt County in 2017. Then there'll be two free lectures that people can stay for. One is Dave Farrell from the Mad River Alliance. So he's talking about the past, the present, and the future of the Mad River. And then we have Dr. Jack Dumbacher, who's coming up from San Francisco, from the California Academy of Sciences. And he's going to talk about, you know, this conflict between barred owls and spotted owls and how the barred owls are pushing the spotted owls out and some things that people are suggesting. You know, they've been suggesting shooting barred owls and that sort of thing. So he is going to discuss that whole issue of these owls in in Northern California. 
Yes, a very controversial topic, really. I mean, you know, some people don't think that humans have any right to be killing spotted owls to protect the spotted owls. But then other people argue that it's really because of our poor land management practices that the barred owls have invaded this habitat and that the spotted owls are threatened in the first place. Right, right. If you're just joining us, this is the Eco News Report. I'm your host, Jen Colt, with Humboldt Baykeeper, and my guest today is Sue Lescue, who's here to talk about the 23rd annual Godwit Day's Spring Migration Bird Festival, which is happening in Arcata this weekend. The trips and workshops and events are mostly centered around the Arcata Community Center. A lot of organizations will be there tabling and people will be there selling binoculars and bird art and all kinds of great stuff. There will be a cafe at the community center for people who are in between field trips or just getting back from a field trip or just dropping in to visit. One of the features that I always love to go and check out is the raptors that are on display from the local rescue group. Bird Ally X and Humble Wildlife Care center. Right. So they they will have on display some raptors. Owls and hawks, yeah. And the these birds are typically they're injured and they're recovering or sometimes they're injured and can't be returned to the wild. So they rotate them through so that they don't get too overloaded with stimulus from being there. But kids can go and get a really close-up look at some of these amazing birds. And then if you want to go there and paint or draw them, you can do that too. And I, I did that one year was really inspiring and you know a lot of times people paint from stuffed birds which is not nearly as interesting as a live bird who turns and gives you a dirty look or whatever (laughs) (laughs) so there's so many things to talk about here one of the things i wanted to make sure we cover is the drop-in nature crafts workshop for children that friends of the arcata marsh is doing can you say a little bit more about that Yes, that's something I'm in charge of, so I can can speak on that very well. (laughs) Yes, it is Saturday from 11 to 1, right after we give out the awards for the art and writing contest. So there are a lot of kids in the hall, and we try to encourage them to come down with their parents. So we're going to have six different tables set up with crafts and some are marsh critter ornaments, bird hats. New this year, we have toilet paper owls that we're going to be making. We have rock owls. The kids just have a lot of fun. And like I said, it's just a drop-in thing. All the kids that come are going to get (laughs) temporary tattoos, so... Do you have to be a kid? That sounds totally fun. <laughs> no, we'd like adults. Sometimes the parents are having as much fun doing it as the kids. What if you don't have kids? <laughs> just, just come. Just come. <laughs> okay, well, so that's Saturday from 11 to 1 in the community center. And then the close-up views of the owls and hawks from Bird LIX and the Humboldt Wildlife Care Center is the same time, both Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 2. I probably should mention the keynote speaker. Her nickname is Bird Chick, and (laughs) her name is Sharon Steitler. She sounds like a really kind of interesting person. I I said she was a Renaissance woman because she wants to make her living off of birding and birds, so she leads field trips, and she has a podcast and a blog. She writes books. She's a part-time park ranger and a beekeeper, (laughs) and she sets up these birds and brews things at a local bar where she is in Minneapolis. She promises her talk will be humorous, so you won't be weighed down with (laughs) statistics or graphs or anything like that. Yeah, this is only the second woman keynote we've had, so it's a good development. 
I see from some of the promo literature that she has a podcast. One of her recent ones is called Laura Erickson on Bird Farts. Right. I did not know birds (laughs) farted. I've never actually thought about it, but of course they do. Her talk is Saturday. Saturday night. At 7 p.m. And that one, if you register for the festival at all, you come free to that lecture. Okay, there's a fee if you don't register. There's a fee just just for that. So it's free if you've registered, but if you haven't registered, you can buy a ticket at the door. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about Ken Burton's new book, because that is really exciting. He has had several books come out that are excellent, really amazing bird guides and also uh, hiking field guide. Mm -hmm. Tell us about his new book, which is going to be available at Godwit Days. Yes, it will be available at the Audubon's Godwit Cafe. They have a section for merchandise. It's a brand new book. It's called A Birding Guide to Humboldt County. It has 25 different driving tours that link up interesting places to look for birds. So there are detailed maps. There's GPS information. A lot of people say, where do I go to look for birds? And this would give them the answer because, you know, Humboldt has so many different birds that have been seen here. And his collaborator in the book is Leslie Anderson. This is the fourth book that she has done for either Audubon or Friends of Arcata Marsh. So she's so generous with her time and her beautiful photography that she's won awards for from Smithsonian and Audubon. And and so she lets you use them, and it, it's just great. So she does the layout, and she provides the photographs. And it's really useful for someone like me who's sort of a ultra-amateur birder. You know, I took ornithology when I was studying botany at Humboldt State, and I know enough about birds to say, that's a kind of shorebird or something, you know, or... Is that a godwit or a willet? No, yeah, I know the difference between those. But actually, it's really hard because they have different plumage, not only (laughs) based on what time of year. Some birds have breeding plumage, and the males and females are different, and then they change when they're not breeding. But then in different parts of the country, they're different too. So if you have one of those generalized North American bird books... It's really helpful to have this local book that has pictures from Barcada Marsh or, you know, other local places to help figure out what bird it is you're looking at. Right, right. So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing Ken's book. I have all his other books. He's very meticulous, so I'm sure it's a, it's very well written. So why don't we talk a little bit about why why a bird festival in Arcata? I mean, Humboldt Bay is just an amazing place for birds because it's on the Pacific Flyway, which is the migration route that birds take when they're going in between the northern and the southern hemisphere. So we get a ton of birds coming through this area, but the Arcata Marsh is especially good to see birds. It is. It is a very hot spot, as they call it, knee bird. Well over 300 species of birds have been seen at the marsh. And it's not that big an acreage, but it's just so varied habitat there. Right, you have It's well the, known everywhere. You have the mud flats, the slough channels, the salt marsh, the freshwater ponds of the wastewater treatment plant. There's the brackish ponds. Right. There's um, a big field 
adjacent to a lot of that. There's Mount Trashmore with some open area and also the big conifers. So it's just a a, a wonderful area to look for birds. It is. It's amazing. And it's a great place to just go for a walk and look at the beautiful Humboldt Bay sunset or walk your dog. Dogs are allowed there on leash. So that's it's a great spot. You mentioned eBird, and I took a note to bring that up because it's another way that people can find out more about birds, whether you're looking to find out what birds have been seen in in your neighborhood or birding hotspots. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about eBird? Well, eBird is a project of the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, and it's a site where people, they go out birding and input all the species they've seen. As Jen said, you could either see, oh, what's been seen in Arcata in the last month? You know, you can do these searches on things, and it'll pop up with a list. So all the sightings from Godwood Day's trips get put into eBird. So you could see what, what was seen all last year, which trip it w- was on, and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's it's really an amazing wealth of information. Ken Burton showed me how you can get the species list for, say, the Mad River Estuary or you know any place. And then it shows you the number of sightings throughout the year. So you can see all oh, these birds are here in the summer, and then they start tapering off in the fall, and they leave for the winter, or vice versa. And it's, yeah, it's just really it's interesting. Yeah, that's valuable more than a, just a checklist of what you need to know the season that it's supposed to be there, and, right. and the, the micro sites where it, where it should be found. So one last thing I want to be sure to mention is the amazing artwork. The Godwit Days Festival every year has amazing art. That's the t-shirt and the, the the poster and everything. And this year's artist is, is Patricia Sundgren Smith. And I love the thing this year. You know, some, some years I'm not as thrilled about the artwork that goes on the shirt, but I really want this shirt. This is going to be really nice. Why? It, it just is beautiful. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. And Arcata Artisans will be there with, a, with an art show. There's so many artists here. You know, one thing we didn't talk about is what is a godwit? Okay. Well, how did they pick Godwit to be the totem bird for the festival? Humboldt Bay happens to be an area where a certain subspecies of the marbled Godwit, which is a shorebird, it's it's kind of a bigger shorebird, brown, it's got a two-tone pink and black bill, and you'd see it out in the mudflats, where they get over 10,000 of these things coming through in the spring on their migratory flight, so... Because it's so common and it and it's held at the time of year that the festival is scheduled. And the thing I always like to say is the term God wit is a corruption of good vittles. So somebody <laughs> in the past was eating these birds. I mean, <laughs> these days nobody is shooting Godwits to to cook up, but that's where its name came from. Now the good vittles are the benthic invertebrates that they're eating out of the mud, I guess. Those are good good vittles. That's funny. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Sue, and talking about this. There will be in the KHSU archives, there will be a post with all the links so you can go and look up the Godwit Days schedule and all the different events that we've talked about and see the art, the beautiful art for this year's festival. And so the easiest way to start is come by during the reception and, and then you can see what there's still space to go on and see the art get some free food donated by local businesses. 
and just have a good time mingling. Excellent. That website again is godwitdays.org. Correct. And then you can also call, if you're not a website user, you can call the Godwit Days office at 707-826-7050. That's 1-800-908-WING. <laughs> That's clever. 707-826-7050. All right, thanks. This has been the Eco News Report. My name is Jennifer Call with Humboldt Baykeeper, and I've been your host for the past half hour. I was speaking with Sue Laskew about Godwit Days, the annual spring migration bird festival in Arcata, which is this weekend. If you have any questions or comments about this program, please call our listener comment line at 826-6089. If you'd like to replay this interview or share it with others, you can go to the KHSU archives at khsu.org, where many of KHSU's great shows are archived for your convenient listening. And now we're also podcasting. You can subscribe to the Eco News Report on iTunes or other podcast subscribing applications. The Eco News Report is produced at Humboldt State University in cooperation with the North Coast Environmental Center. Many thanks to Fred McLaughlin for engineering. Join us again next week for the Eco News Report.